0: Hello and good morning. Welcome to this, the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News. This is number 127. It covers the WordPress news for the week commencing the 10th of August 2020, and it was published on Monday the 17th of August 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and just before we begin the usual housekeeping, if you wouldn't mind heading over to wpbuilds.com, over there you'll discover that we produce quite a lot of content in the WordPress space. We produce a podcast episode on a Thursday, you're listening to the Monday Weekly WordPress News, and then every Monday at 2pm UK time, you can find us in our Facebook group or over at wpbuilds.com forward slash live, and we have a live version of the news where we talk with notable WordPress guests. This week, as usual, I'm joined by Paul Lacey, but also Christina Hawkins and Amitai Gatt. So that's 2pm UK time, wpbuilds.com forward slash live, or find us on our Facebook page or group. If you like the content that we produce, feel free to share it. Use at wpbuilds, use the black buttons underneath the podcast player. Well, honestly, share it in any which way you like. We'd be most grateful for that. But something which seems to be quite effective, especially concerning the podcast, is sharing it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd be most grateful for any any sharing that you do. Thank you very much. WPBuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Lots of ways of keeping in touch with us. As I mentioned, Facebook group, YouTube channel, and also a couple of email lists that you can join. WPBuilds.com forward slash deals. If you'd like to avail yourself of deals, they're there 24-7, 365 days of the year. We haven't removed any so far. And it's significant coupon codes for WP related products. If you'd like to advertise on this podcast, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise, we'll get your product or service in front of a WordPress-specific audience, a bit like Kinsta and AB Split Test. Are you tired of unreliable or slow hosting? If so, check out Kinsta, who takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud platform, all their plans include PHP 7, SSH, and 24-7 expert support. You can try a demo and get 60 days free at kinster.com. And A-B split test. Do you want to set up your A-B split test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, housekeeping over. Let's get on with the news, shall we? Each and every week we divide our WordPress news up into different sections and we begin, as always, with WordPress Core. This week is a significant week because every so often we get a major release of WordPress and this feels like one of those. We've rolled on to WordPress 5.5, which is codenamed Eckstein after the the jazz musician Billy Eckstein. It does have an awful lot packed into it and we'll unpack that in a moment. Just to say that in the show notes I've linked to two articles, one by Matt Mollenweg over at WordPress WordPress.org, which is a slightly slightly smaller version, and one by Sarah Gooding over at WordPress Tavern. But they both cover the exact same thing. And so, yeah, very major release. There's an awful lot going on here. It seems out in Twitter land and in the Facebook groups a few people are experiencing some some issues, perhaps with things like JavaScript and so on, but maybe have a cautious approach to updating. I know quite a lot of my friends decide to wait a little while and see how it goes and possibly even wait for WordPress 5.5.1, but you decide for yourself, maybe get it on a testing environment and see. But the notable takeaways this time around in 5.5 are speed. Posts and pages feel faster thanks to lazy loaded images. So in the past, you've always had to have some sort of JavaScript solution, and now images will become lazy loading in core itself, which is really nice. Also, you've got a new site map, which is part of WordPress core. Previously, you would have had to implement some kind of third-party solution, perhaps an SEO plugin or a a sitemap plugin. But now you have your XML sitemap included as part of core. It may be that there's some fiddling to do. So if you've been using a sitemap, perhaps you need to go and switch that one off or indeed switch the WordPress one off. I noticed that there's a few plugins already coming around the corner which uh, the intention of which is simply to switch off the WordPress version so that you don't get a conflict. You might have put a lot of time into getting your, your plugin working your uh, XML sitemap really well. Also, some security things. This is a really major thing, probably the one of the biggest things, I think, in this release. And that is to say that you can now auto-update plugins and themes. Now, it's set to off by default. That is to say, nothing will be updated automatically unless you instruct it to, which seems like a sensible position to be in. Who knows what will break in the next few days. And so what you have to do is go to, well, let's take plugins as an example. Go to the plugin section of your WordPress menu. And then over on the right hand side, you've got automatic updates, which is a new uh, a new column in your f- uh, table there. And you just click through one at a time. There is also the option to to go to the bulk actions section and just decide by ticking boxes or indeed ticking them all that you want to update them all, so that's really nice. It's done off WordPress cron. so this I believe is going to happen twice a day, so it's not completely bulletproof. If there is some major security flaw in something, you may still need to go in and fix things ASAP, but twice a day is far better than nothing. Just be mindful of the fact that you will have to keep monitoring the sites possibly more if you choose to implement this option. But going forwards, hopefully it will, well, it will encourage plugin developers to be extra specially careful when they release their plugins, because obviously many, many sites will now just automatically get those updates within a 24 hour period. There's also some things that have happened inside the block editor, and this is, again, another supremely major thing. We now have block patterns inside of the block editor, and that is to say that you can have Pre-configured layouts, so I've made the example before, it might be a testimonials block or something like that where several blocks have been put together to, to create something that you desire to have. So testimonials or a hero section at the top of the website. This is just the very beginning. I can only imagine what people are going to do with this in the days, weeks and months to come. It feels like this really opens up the possibility for Gutenberg to become a page builder. And you never know, a year from now, we may see this as the page builder of choice for many people. Also, we've talked about it before, there's a new blocks directory the, the article says, now it's even easier to find blocks that you need. The new block directory is built right inside the block editor. So if you're missing something and you know the name of it, you can just go and search for it. Perhaps you can search for a keyword. Perhaps you need a hero section or a testimonials block. You can search and install it right inside the block editor. So there's no need to go anywhere else. So the idea of Gutenberg very much is to keep everybody on that page and use that page for the the whole process, really, as much as possible. And so that's now there. Obviously, caveat emptor, don't go installing a billion different blocks just because you're trying to do one thing, perhaps be a little bit more thoughtful, maybe do a little bit of searching before you put them all in. But nevertheless, it's there and it's a fantastic add on, less clicking, less moving from one menu to another, and probably from the point of view of clients, just a, a little bit more functional. Also, you've got inline image editing. So you have the ability now to crop, rotate, zoom, and position images just as you like them. Something which I'm sure a lot of people do. So you'll upload an image into the editor and then just sort of move it around and zoom. And it's very intuitive using the controls on the right hand side, really like that. Um, Also accessibility improvements. You can now copy links in media screens and modal dialogues with a button instead of trying to find them with highlighting text. You can also move meta boxes with the keyboard and edit images in WordPress with your assistive device, which is really nice. And there's quite a few things for developers as well, server side registered blocks in the REST API. You'd be able to define your environment, be that staging production or so on, with get sorry WP get environment type and execute only the appropriate code when you're fiddling with a, a WordPress website. The dash icons library has received an update. It's gone to, I don't know the version actually, but we've now got 39 uh, icons available, which is really nice. And you can also pass data to template files. There's a whole bunch more stuff. That's all listed on Matt's. Um, Matt's article and at the bottom he mentions well and lists by name the 805 contributors who have pulled 1660 requests on GitHub and worked on over 523 track tickets. Sarah Gooding over on her article mentions that 38% of those 805 people were actually new contributors so almost 40% which is a huge amount just contributing for the first time there's a little bit more detail and certainly more screenshots of what all this looks like on the WP Tavern article so it's honestly it's worth checking out both of them um, but they they cover broadly the same content but uh, like i say screenshots in the WP Tavern article this is a fabulous update long awaited we've been talking talking about this for ages and really getting into the features. I'm really hoping that everybody embraces it. It's utterly brilliant. We continue along a similar vein, this time just talking about Gutenberg, Justin Tadlock, again on WordPress Tavern, Gutenberg 8.7 adds minor changes, updates block patterns design, and continues full site editing work. So I don't know if you're aware, but you can install the Gutenberg plugin. And although Gutenberg comes rolled inside of WordPress core, if you install the plugin, you'll be on the well, the more bleeding edge, shall we say? You'll be able to get the releases and update, and be able to see the kind of stuff that in this article Justin is talking about. There have been about thirty bugs bug fixes, should I say. Around a third of them were accessibility related. There's going to be a whole lot more coming in the near future. But the the things that Justin focuses on are the block pattern updates. He now feels that the block patterns are really usable. He was a bit of a well, a sceptical, should we say. He wasn't entirely sure that it was going to be as good as it is. And largely that's because the, the fact that the designs that were shipping weren't really up to scratch. But he's um he Justin has sort of backtracked a little bit and he said, well, he's very happy that the things have been updated. He calls them abysmal designs that were originally going to ship with 5.5 and it seems that with a little bit of fiddling we um we have some don quixote type images pushed in there which seems to have um, seems to have alleviated his concerns so he's happy with those there's also some experimental features updates much of the work has been done in the experimental areas towards post related blocks however Um, the the post-related blocks feature at the moment is basically unusable. He says that he goes in once a month and just checks to see, but uh, sadly not there yet. The intention is to push out a lot of full-site editing capabilities within the next four months, i.e. the next WordPress release, and it seems that Justin is not convinced that's going to happen. It does seem like a very small amount of time it would would be justin's opinion that we should wait until 2021 possibly i'm maybe misreading that but he's thinking it will be 2021 until really the existing features rival something like i don't know a, a page builder like beaver builder elementor or so on so we'll have to wait and see but anyway there you go a few a few additions to gutenberg 8.7 for you to look at The last piece in the core section I have for you is Justin Tadlock again, major jQuery changes on the way for WordPress 5.5 and beyond. So this is to say that, well, we appear to be Luddites. We appear to be stuck in the past jQuery is on a significantly older version than the version which, uh, well, I suppose is out in the wild, available for people to use. We're using a 2016 version, which, believe it or not, still offers support for Internet Explorer 6, 7 and 8. The reason for this is, well, I guess compatibility with older things. There's also some kind of dependency in terms of themes as well. But the the reason to keep this is becoming more and more tenuous. So the intention is, over time, is to get people up to the latest version of jQuery. And then hopefully at some distant point in the future, perhaps 2029 20, or something like that, is to get jQuery removed altogether and have native uh, native JavaScript code for WordPress, but that's a very, very big job it would seem. So this article outlines the plan over the next few releases of WordPress for plugin and theme developers to be able to, to migrate up to more modern versions and test their plugins and their themes against these releases. I won't bore you with all the details, but it's all to do with um, testing against test query updates plugin, which has been created. Um, And so really, if you are in the plugin or theme business, this is something that you should read, see if you can push the version of jQuery forwards and enable the team to, to get us onto a more modern version. Next up, the section is the community section. And there's an awful lot in this week's community section. Let's start, though, on WordPress Tavern. Francesca Morano writes a non-technical release leads journey to becoming a mentor for WordPress core development. Now, this is a very long piece, but it's a very, very worthwhile piece reading. It's all about Francesca's journey from, well, she begins as a child uh, with programming parents, right up to when she was asked to be part of the release team for version 5.5, which we've just mentioned. She goes into great detail about how the the whole release of WordPress is managed. All of the teams that are involved, the different cycles, how the kind of Slack groups and so on work. It's really revealing. There's an awful lot of stuff in here that I didn't know. She talks about the, the fact that people have often got to do double and triple duty. People are working often as volunteers, although sometimes, as in her case, she has time committed by SiteGround, but there's an awful lot of volunteer work going on in here. Um and how it works, what the cycle looks like, what the release schedule looks like, and so on. The fact that Matt, as is sometimes often misunderstood, is not, in fact, kind of ultimately in charge of, of all the things. That is to say he's not the only person that gets to say what goes in. It's just a really interesting piece. She's got a lot of concerns about the future for the project, how certain roles are filled. But um, those people never step down for those from those roles, even though they... Uh, perhaps haven't been as interested recently as they once were and that might put people off because those positions don't appear to be vacant whereas if those positions were vacant people might apply. She talks about the need for documentation. Basically she covers absolutely everything that you could possibly want uh, to read in an article about the release cycle of WordPress and she ultimately feels that WordPress has a very bright future Absolutely, really, really vital piece of reading if you're interested in any way about how WordPress is managed from the back end and how it's updated. Really good. WordPress news doesn't really have controversies in it usually, but this week we had a controversy. I'm going to have to tread on some eggshells here, I feel. Um, This piece of news could come from just about anywhere this week that's dealing with WordPress news, but I'm going to pick the WordPress Tavern article by Justin Tadlock. Astra theme suspended and reinstated. Theme team works towards delisting strategy for guideline violations. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, you probably you probably are aware that the Astra theme was suspended. Now, it was suspended for, let's just say, affiliate links. Now, depending on how you look at this and the fact that they were using uh, functions to put things into their theme for other popular plugins and and whether or not they had agreements with those other plugins, these are all moot points. It's not really something I want to get into whether or not the technique that they used was allowed or not it's really what what the fallback is of this but also the fact that sometimes these news stories take a little bit of a time to mature what i mean by that is that it's very easy to to have a let's go get everybody and let's be let's be really outraged immediately I think that kind of position is, is sometimes the case with WordPress and the community surrounding it. And sometimes I think it just needs a little bit of time, give it a few days, see what comes out of it and so on. Anyway, the Astra team for their violations, because as Justin said, it is pretty clear that guide, the, the theme review team's guidelines do ban affiliate links. And to quote the, the phrase, themes are not allowed to have affiliate URLs or links. But as I mentioned, it was done in a a sort of an interesting way. Um, They were banned. They were banned for five weeks. But there was an apology again, controversy around the apology in that the apology seems to have been edited now, whether or not the apology was edited um, because of the fact that they were then reinstated into the theme directory, what was the timing there, or whether or not the timing was just coincidence and it, anyway, some of the things that were um, promised in the apology were then removed from the apology, but Sud Jay, who we've had on the WP Builds podcast, he says that all of the things included in that apology will be forthcoming in terms of developer time to the, the WordPress project and so on and so forth. But it didn't seem that it was appropriate to put in that apology. Again, depending on where you sit, you may see this as uh, something uh, good. You may see this as something slightly unusual. But the point being that the team removed the, the theme for five weeks and then walked it back. And I think the, the, the reason for that was genuine concern expressed by the community. What do we do when a plugin with a million installs, sorry, a theme with a million installs gets delisted, uh, sorry, gets removed. In other words, we can't update that. And what if there was some amazingly sophisticated and really difficult to manage zero day exploit that somebody had just tucked away? For the Astra theme, well, there's a problem because now nobody can update it, so it was reinstated, and then they found a way to, if you like, delist it. It involved a clever sort of hack of changing the dates and things, and it pushed it down in terms of the listings in the in the repository. Um, and now we've got this idea that maybe this is maybe this is something that needs more thought. Maybe we need more guidance, more rules, more clear. Um, clear compatibility between the different set of rules that the theme team have to follow and the plugin team have to follow, or at least the different rules that are in existence. So maybe we need a delisting idea, and the idea being there that the, the theme just sort of disappears from the directory, but it's still available for, for updates. You know, So basically, unless you know the URL of the theme in question, you're not really going to be able to find it. It's just removed from being displayed on the .org website site, but if you've got it installed, you can still get updates. Anyway, controversy upon controversy, I hashtag WP drama. Um, interesting. Like I said, the debate got fairly heated. There were people coming in from both sides, people saying, well, you know, it seems seems like this was um, something that was done and it was wrong. The, 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 the theme should be punished. Other people saying, well, you know, maybe it wasn't the best idea, but perhaps um, a million people suffering as a result of this um, is not that great. So we have this sort of halfway house, and maybe that's where we need to go in the future. More clarity about the rules, more, um, more transparency on what would happen should you break these rules in the future. I'm sure there'll be more of these down the road, but um, for now, this one seems to be subsiding. Well, goodness grief, I think I might have found a second controversy for us this week. Again, WP Tavern, we're cribbing a lot from them this week just because everything seems to be so bundled up over there in terms of the core releases and so on. We've got an article entitled, New WordPress Plugins Disable Unsplash CDN. So this story kind of broke. It feels like it was about a week ago now, because Matt Mullenweg said, I quote, It's unclear why they, Unsplash, want you to use their CDN and make that the default. It's probably to support their new advertising business model and get analytics for it. Running a CDN is expensive. We'll find out more about that in a minute. And if you're not paying for it, then you are the product. I would not be surprised if Unsplashed hotlinked images broke at some point in the future. Now, Matt gave the Unsplash plugin, the official Unsplash plugin, a a one-star rating because um, he didn't want people to, to feel that they had to use Unsplash CDN. Because there is a business model behind it. And obviously, with data protection and and so on, it may be important that you are not in any way linking back to a CDN and disclosing data about what's happening on your website. Um, It costs um, Unsplashed, allegedly, according to the article, it costs them somewhere in the region of about $42,500 a month. So we're looking at half a million dollars a year to run that CDN. And in response to this we've got um, some plugins that have come out. Uh, We've got Tom Noel, a plugin developer, who has created a plugin called uh, Disable Unsplash CDN, which does exactly as you'd expect. It um, downloads the images, and I think the plugin automatically does this anyway. Downloads the images to your media library and then serves them up from there automatically, whereas the plugin, I believe, downloads them, but by default fault. It will serve them from the CDN. Now, obviously, Unsplash um, will be gathering some data, but they're, they're doing this hopefully to mitigate the costs, data about what's being looked at and so on, possibly to uh, to help their business going forwards. But it also, I suppose, serves up the correct size depending on where it's being viewed on your website. So I can see arguments in both cases. Anyway, we have this new plugin. We have another minor controversy. <laughs> so let's hope no more controversies this week. Just a very quick mention, and sort of related to the previous article, I suspect WP Shouts have pushed this out because of the Unsplashed uh, thing that happened uh, this week. They're saying Pexels, which is a free, unrestricted-to-use image service, uh, is a good option, possibly, if you are worried about Unsplash and all of the things that we've just mentioned. There's probably a ton of different choices. I know that I can probably mention two or three different other ones, but anyway, I'm linking to the WP Shout article, where they say, well, try pixels instead. Okay, next we're going to the Convesio website. They have an article entitled "Page Speed: What We Learned by Analyzing 1,500 Agency Websites," and uh, they make the point that what do you do in lockdown? Well, you can't go to the gym anymore, so let's examine 1,500 websites from agencies in the U.S., U.K., and Australia to see which ones load the quickest. And this is an article basically all about speed. It touches on points like time to first byte, page speed score. Um, DOM loading time and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, it, it's exactly what you'd expect. They draw the conclusion, I suppose, not surprisingly, that it would appear that agencies, larger agencies, have quick-loading websites. Medium-sized agencies have medium-loading websites, and and small freelance agencies have uh, slower-loading websites. I guess probably to do with the constraints of time and budget and staff who can be dedicated to this. Anyway, they go through a long list. It's the usual thing of what it is that they did to test. And they declare a winner. The winner of their 1,500 websites is Lyft SEO, which manages to have a fully loaded time of 360 milliseconds. But wait, go and look at the web page. It's got all of the impact of, well absolutely nothing because it's plain text and the whole thing is 13 kilobytes in size. So it's a bit of a misnomer to claim it's the winner. I think they did it just for a joke. And, um, and then they go on to examine some other successful sites and how you can do this on your own WordPress website. I've mentioned this initiative in the past, and I just want to make a nod to it again, because it's maybe something that uh, your company is involved in, or maybe something that you would encourage your company to be involved in. So I'm just really mentioning this to to open some dialogue. And it is to say WP Engine over on their blog have got an article entitled WP Engine pledges five for the future. And they've been doing this for a while now. They're doubling down on this commitment. But the idea is the WordPress project is big, as we talked about with the Francesca Morano article. There's a lot of work to be done, largely done by volunteers. And WP Engine have taken the view that they will have 5% of company time given back to the WordPress project. Now, I don't know in what form that takes, at what level of the company that takes and so on, but they've decided to do this. So this is a pledge, five for the future. And it may be something that you, if you're an agency owner, would like to commit to. Clearly, the project cannot survive without uh, contributors, And maybe having some kind of firm commitment, 5%, kind of feels like an afternoon a week or a morning a week, is a a good way to go. Last in the community section, an article, again, Justin Tadlock, Struggles of Remote Work Half a Year into the Pandemic. This is a a piece by Justin which is um, uncharacteristically very personal. And it it talks about the fact that uh, he has been a a proponent of remote work for a long time. In fact, that seems like the pattern that has been established for many, many years in his life. And he was obviously quite keen for the, the virtues that he was able to espouse to his friends and relations. And then, more recently, um, he's been struggling, I suppose, to to understand why people were struggling to become remote workers. Until a recent episode in which one of his housemates was tested positive to COVID, this led to a situation in which there were continual interruptions, and his nice routine was interrupted um, during that two-week process. And he's finally, I think, gained an understanding of what this, what the impact of being at home for people who are not familiar with it has been. I know for my part, um, the the fact that my children are constantly around has, has really been incredibly difficult to accommodate. And uh, we've got through it, but it, it has made um, home working, which is absolutely normal for me, uh, a very interesting challenge. So he is saying that in the future, he does want remote work to be, to be the way that many people do it. He's a proponent still, but that his mindset has been changed. He also talks at the bottom about the fact that he was sharing this simply to illustrate his struggles with remote work and to open an invitation to people in our community to talk about it. And then, um, quite admirably, he goes on to mention Big Orange Heart, which many listeners will know I'm a, a big fan of and a big proponent, and um, I'm very keen for their work to gain as much notoriety as possible. So, you can go to bigorangeheart.org should you have issues in this area, and there'll always be somebody there who you can talk to. Some days it feels like I work for the WordPress Tavern because I'm linking to them again for the final time this week. Sarah Gooding. They've got so much good stuff over there. That's why I link to them all the time. Convert reusable blocks to block patterns with one click. And this is a lovely new plugin uh, created by Jean-Baptiste Audras, And the intention is that you can take your reusable blocks... And simply convert them into block patterns. Now, the difference with a reusable block is that it's something that you've made, and the intention is that you will um, deploy it all over your website, and any amendments that you make to it will then appear live all over the place. So, if you amend it um, correctly in the correct interface, it will then be updated all over the website. So, it might be useful, I don't know, for a um, an upsell or something like that. But the the idea of converting them over to block patterns is that you can then have them in the block patterns interface in Gutenberg and you can click and put them in and then edit them without having to worry about the, the, the fact that they're used elsewhere. It's simply an individual instance of the block pattern and it's really very useful. So go and check that piece out. I feel this news article is going on a bit. It's really long this week because of the 5.5 release. I'm going to be very quick from now on. WP Go have an article entitled An Improved Server-Side Render Component for Dynamic WordPress Blocks. So if you're developing dynamic blocks, which have dynamic content in, um, the the guy who's put this piece together feels that there's a sort of UI glitch, the way it refresh, refreshes on the page when you, you, you wish to. For example, his illustration is when you change the padding. It has to reload all that dynamic data and it can be a bit jarring. So he's come up with a solution which just enables this to happen in a much less jarring way with a typical WordPress sort of spinning wheel and it looks really nice. So very quickly mentioning that. The next one is to say that the guys over at Powerpack for Beaver Builder have added a content ticker module. This is, well, exactly what you would expect. It's a content ticker. It allows you to put stuff onto your WordPress website in a really nice UI Um, And it can display things like recent posts, post images, um, custom text, custom text and images. And it just sort of sits probably at the bottom of your screen and you can scroll through the latest stuff. It's just, you know, it's a very minimal way of showing the latest content. And the final one in this section is all about the fact that Elementor are on beta 2 of their 3.0. They are trying to get people to beta test the latest version. We've talked about this extensively in the past. There is nothing new about the the 3.0 release. It is just to say that they would like some beta testers for the next version. And the article over at GitHub explains how you can get involved. And really, what you're trying to test out is their new theme builder, the way that they're hoping to get people to to build entire WordPress sites in their one interface. So Beta 2, go check it out. Next section is deals. And there are a couple of of good ones, I think, this week. The first one I want to mention is Stackable. Now, Stackable is a, a suite of WordPress blocks. It's like a premium offering. They've got a Pricing starting at 69, and this is a lifetime deal. That's for one site, and then it goes up to 199, uh, is the top. There's three tiers, but 199 is the top, and that allows you unlimited sites. That looks really nice, to be honest. I've got a few friends who are using it and who say it's been updated and what have you. There's also Quibli blocks, or sorry, Cubly blocks, which is offering a similar thing. It It's though at $49 for the cheapest deal. Ultimate add-ons, sorry, essential add-ons for Elementor. Give WP twenty percent off. There's a new coming soon and maintenance mode uh, plugin that you can uh, that you can use should you not wish to create your own coming soon and maintenance mode pages, and other things like PWA for WordPress, which allows you to sort of fake. Uh, your WordPress website being an app and having having a button on your um, mobile phone home screen, that kind of thing. So few deals in there, breezy plugin and cloud, 15% off as well. Right, I'm going to have to speed up even more. We're at 34 odd minutes at the moment. One piece of security news, and that is to say that over on the WordFence blog, they are talking about Quiz and Survey Master plugin. A critical security vulnerability has been fixed. 30,000 installs. These flaws made it possible for unauthenticated attackers to upload arbitrary files and achieve remote code execution, as well as delete arbitrary files like a site's wp-config file Ouch. Okay, so go and update if that means anything to you. And the WebArcs WordPress Vulnerability News August 2020 roundup is one of those scrollable ones where you can just find out by looking at the icons what's been been hacked and, you know, from a security point of view, is worth looking at this month. There's only seven or eight on there, so a light month in security terms, which is nice. The next section is the blatantly promotional WP Builds bit. We did a podcast this week where we talked about whether WordPress was any good versus blogging platforms. I'm sure you know how this one turns out. But David and I took adversarial positions and we pitted ourselves against this question. Should you use WordPress or are there instances where other platforms may be worth looking at? So, for example, Medium, what about microblogging, or just using Facebook or something like that? have a listen to the podcast you'll you'll probably figure out where we're going but it was a lovely chat with david and I would also like to say thanks because this week we were actually featured on the GoWP website. There's an article entitled WordPress podcast to help grow your agency. And remarkably, we come quite high up after, after Do The Woo podcast by my friend Bob Don, who definitely deserves to be above us, I would say. And uh, yes, we are featured on the GoWP list of podcasts. So I'm just giving a, a nod to them and saying thank you very much indeed. I really do appreciate the mention. WP Builds Jobs, nothing for you this week. But as always, please, if you come across a job, please go to the form wpbuilds.com forward slash jobs. Click on the link in the show notes and we'll put it on our website gratis. There is no cost. I'm just trying to be trying to be as helpful as possible. But but nobody did that this week. And in fact, nobody seems to be doing it at all. So I'll keep plugging away and hopefully somebody will get the message and at some point update me with a with a job offer. That would be nice. The non-WordPress-but-useful-anyway bit right at the end, I'm keeping it short, one thing. Apple and Google have booted Fortnite off their App Store. Epic, the company who make the Fortnite, well, the phenomenon that it is Fortnite, if you have children, you will know the, the enormous lengths that they will go to to remove themselves from just about any social situation and play Fortnite instead. they've decided that they're going to set up their own store. That store is obviously nothing to do with Apple. It's nothing to do with Google. But Google and Apple both want their cut. So instead of allowing it to carry on and taking money through their own store, Google and Apple have booted them off. Is this good? Is this healthy? Should they be allowed to do this? It's certainly within their terms and conditions, but Fortnite is such a huge player. You wonder if there might be something in this. They're suing anyway. Thank you for listening to the WP Builds podcast once again. I honestly, sincerely, really do appreciate it. Every listen is most welcome. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Kinsta. Kinsta takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud platform, your site is secured like Fort Knox and runs on speed obsessive architecture. You get access to the latest software and developer tools such as PHP 7, SSH and staging environments. And the best part, their expert team of WordPress engineers are available 24-7 if you need help. Try a demo for free 60 days at kinsta.com. And A-B split test. Do you want to set up your A/B split tests in record time? The new A/B split test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else—buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. The best part—it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, and the WordPress block editor. Check it out at absplittest.com. Okay, join me and my guests for the live version of this news, 2 p.m. UK time. Find us on Thursday for the podcast. Share us as much as you jolly well like. I would be most grateful for that. And hopefully we'll see you at some point during the next week. Bye bye for now.